Welcome back, everyone, to week 15 of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asias here with my high school sports editor, Brian Linder. Brian, we're at the end of the high school football season. We got the state championships coming up in each division. I can't believe we got 15 episodes in, man. The, the football season flew. Talk to me. We didn't get canceled. I mean, that's good news. We're still, yeah. we're still out there. They let us at least get one whole season, and we're going to try to get a whole year in, but, yeah. you know. We'll see. So far, so good. We made it. We're here at the end. Mm-hmm. The cream has risen to the top, Nebby. And uh, football season is about to be over, although football season is year-round, my man. It is. It is. But uh, we're definitely transitioning into one of my favorite seasons, especially here in central Pennsylvania. And basketball season, I feel, is like very exciting to look forward to. Um, but we still have some local teams and local kids still playing in football. You know, we still got McDevitt going. We still got some teams who nobody expected to be here. Yeah, you know, people that listen to us know by now that, you know, we're Penn Live and we cover the whole state, but we focus on the mid pen and we're coming out of Harrisburg, if you're listening to this. And Bishop McDevitt is right in our backyard. Uh, we kind of thought at the beginning of the year that they'd be pretty good and they're going to play for a state championship Thursday night, Nebby. Mm-hmm. You know, we got 12 other teams around the state or 11 other teams mm-hmm. uh, playing for state titles, too. And we're going to talk a little bit about those teams this week. Maybe some guys to watch last week. We kind of give you guys, you know, who was left and who you might want to get out and see this week. We're going to talk about these games a little bit, these teams that are in it, and maybe look at some of these guys, you know, in these in these final state championship games to watch. Right. Yeah, certainly. I think it's definitely going to be exciting and uh, I can't wait. So let's dig into it. Again, welcome back, folks, to week 15 of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asias here with Brian Linder, my high school sports editor. Brian, let's get into it. Let's talk about these state championships coming up. So first off in single A, we have Bishop Guilfoyle and Red Bank Valley. Give us the, the inside scoop on that. You know, Guilfoyle is a team that seems to, you know, I've been here, I think, Pennsylvania, like six years, and they're perennially sort of around this game, right? And I know they have like a good strength and conditioning program out there and stuff, and there's some good ball players. So, you know, this is an interesting game to me. Red Bank Valley, I think, has a few more of the playmaker types. Right. Um, you know, they're they're kind of a new – I don't think they've been, you know, in a game since I've been here, but they got a, you know, big kid named Chris Marshall, wide receiver. Uh, Bryson Bain is another big kid they got, 6'4", 215-pounder. Chris is a 6'4", 190-pounder. Marquise Gardlock, you know, is a 6'5", 185. They got some some athletes on right. this team and right. guys who can go get it and make some plays. So I'm excited. You know, you got, I think you got a perennial team. And, again, maybe Red Bank Valley has some history that predates me, but this is kind of the first time they've really been in the mix for a state title, I believe, since I've been here. Uh-huh. And I think they got a shot here, man. Right. When I look at Bishop Guilfoyle, I think the guy that really gets it done for them is uh, – Carson Casewider, uh, correct me if I pronounce his last name wrong, but I mean, as the quarterback of their team, he has just under 2,000 passing yards on the season. He, he leads the team in rushing as well. He has a little over 1,000 rushing yards. So when I look at this kid's stats on Max Preps, I mean, he kind of reminds me of a Lamar Jackson just getting it done, you know, being able to throw the football efficiently, but also being an athlete and being able to run in and out of the pocket. So. It's definitely an interesting game to watch. Canton had a tough loss last week. I know they had a great win against Steel High in that Class A state tournament opener, but this is definitely a game I think is a toss-up, and it can be anyone's game provided that, you know, they they both have some athletes on both ends. Yeah, how about 2A? What we got in the 2A game? So in the 2A game, 
who do we have up in a two A game? I think we have uh, the Southern. Supposed Col- to know, man. Come on, <laughs> we got Southern Columbia coming up in two A. Southern Columbia is always in a two A game. You got to know that. Yeah, we got. This Southern- is like what seven? Is this like set? I mean, I think it's seven years in a row or something like that. Southern Columbia's been in this in in this game. Yeah, they definitely have, and they they have Sarah Catholic coming up, and you know who's had a great season so far. I mean, who do you have doing well, performing well in this game? So, you know, look, first of all, Sarah Catholic, those guys, I don't think anybody expected them to be here. And here they are. They beat some good teams along the way, upset some teams. You know, they got a couple kids. You know, we do these recruit rankings, Nebby, and they got a couple kids that we've been on for a couple years. You know, kids like Farrow uh, Fisher, who's a, a cornerback out there for them. I think he plays some wide receiver, too. Um, good athlete. They got a pretty good quarterback, Max Rocco. You know, Javon Kemp-Holt is a uh, good player for them. Um, they got some guys. Like I said, they're probably the surprise team here. Yeah. And then you got Southern Columbia, who's here every year. Right. You know, Gavin Garcia, it seems like every year has shown up for the last three or four years, even back when these guys had Julian Fleming, who's at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and was just a mega talent, maybe, even when they had him. And when he had his older brother, Gage Garcia, who went to Michigan and is now at Lehigh, Gavin would show up and, you know, run. seems like he'd run for like four touchdowns and 200 yards. Yeah. He's a senior. You know, he's committed to Kent State, I believe. And, uh, you know, this is his last go round. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him have another huge game here. He's always done well here. And Derek Berlitz is a defensive end for them, who, who I like. I think is a good ball player. I think Southern Columbia obviously has the historical advantage. They've been here. They know what to expect. Right. I got them winning this game. Sarah Catholic's a, a man. Look, they didn't get here, you know, by accident. They really put it together down the stretch here. They're gritty. They're tough. And just interacting with those kids a little bit on social. Yeah. They expect to win this game. I know they do. And they're going to bring it. So, yeah, I'd agree with you given the track record. You know, they definitely have a, had a lot of success in the past couple seasons in a row. But when I look at this Sarah Catholic team, like you said, you know, they're not a sleeper. They're not someone to take very lightly. Max Rocco has 2,000 passing yards on the season. He's been very efficient and effective, especially for them in the last win. And then I look at this Makai Brooks, the trail kid. I mean, you know, rushing, he's been carrying the team all season long. He has a little under 1,100 rushing yards on the season, but he carries his team, you know. So, I, like you said, it's definitely going to be an interesting game to watch. We've had some upsets so far this season, but definitely, definitely one to not sleep on. So let's move on to this next matchup we have here, which I feel like is a very – 3A. 3A. Yeah. 3A is a rematch from last year, right? Wild missing in Central Valley. Yeah. And I think Wild missing has been – the most underrated team all season long. I say that because they're filled with humble beasts, right? You know, we talk to our guy, Javon Williams, on here quite often, and they're just an example of a team that just, I feel as though, executes the scout report effectively and studies film, man. I mean, they're not 15-0 for no reason. I mean, talk to me. Yeah, you know, so this is I, this is going to be, I think, one of the better games uh, of the season, uh, mm-hmm. of the state championship weekend. Uh-huh. You know, Central Valley's coming in. They got Sean Fitzsimmons. He's a he's a pit commit, a defensive uh-huh. tackle. He had a really good game last year here for them, and and helped them win, helped them beat Wyoming. Missing. They got Landon Alexander, who's one of the more productive running backs in the state across the past two years. Mm-hmm. Wyoming missing is. No secrets about what they're going to do. They're going to come in. They're going to get behind Javen Williams and a big offensive line. And Aiden Mack, who is probably one of the best blocking tight ends in the state. 
Mm-hmm. And with, with Tommy Grabowski, and they're going to run it right at you. You know, even you look at Tommy Grabowski, he's like six foot, 210, to running back. He's going to, you know, he's been running for a ton of yards, but he's not flashy. He's just a, you know, hard runner behind a big line that's going to block the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, Central Valley last year, they had Amir Dudley at quarterback. You know, they had some speedy guys out there um, that are gone in college now. To me, that's probably the difference. Mm-hmm. They're still a very good team, but I think they lost one or two key guys. I think Wyoming missing returns pretty much the core of what they were doing and did, mm-hmm. and maybe more the core than Central Valley is. I think this is going to be flipped on its head from last year, right. and I think Wyoming missing has a good chance to win this game this year. I certainly would agree with that. And, you know, I feel like Wyoming missing, like I said, has been kind of underrated this season, but I feel like they put the official stamp on things in that last game against Newman Gretty. I mean, Newman Gretty has had an amazing season. They have a lot of great athletes on there, a lot of Division One athletes. But for them to toy with Newman Gretty the way that they did and win that game, what was it, 42-6, to six, I just, you know, give a lot of credit and props to both the defensive offensive coordinator, that whole coaching staff. They definitely execute the game plan night in and night out. 4A. Let's go to 4A. The local guys, the Bishop McDevitt Crusaders are playing Alec Nevy. Let's talk about that last game against Bishop Shanahan. I mean, that was – if that wasn't a, a great Friday Night Lights game to watch, I mean, Stone Saunders obviously didn't have his, you know, top marquee best performance. But, I mean, they still came a, away with a great win. Uh, they ended up winning, what was it, 28-21. Definitely had me on the edge of my seat the whole time watching your live tweets. I really have Bishop – the fact that they beat Bishop Shanahan, I have McDevitt winning the whole thing. I feel like they made their statement that last game, and I feel like they they let everyone know this is our season, this is our chance, and we're capitalizing on it. So what McDevitt has to be prepared for – McDevitt, I think, has better athletes coming into this. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But this Quippa team probably, I think, surprised some people by getting here. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's got some – they got some grit about them. Mm-hmm. And they got a special freshman running back, Taquay Hayes, or, and I think he's already got a Penn State offer. Mm-hmm. And their offensive line is massive. I mean, their left tackle, Tyrese Jones, is 6'7", 340. They got Naquan Crowder, 6'3", 325. Nico Eberhardt, 6'2", 285. Guys like that. Jason McBride's on the roster. He's 6'4", 300. They're massive. Yeah, they look good on paper. They look great on paper. They look good on film, too. You know? Yeah. And so they're big. They're going to run at them. You know, Donovan Walker's a playmaker they got out there, too. Who's, who's a good ball player. I think we have him in some of our prospect rankings. McDevitt obviously counters with, you know, the amazing athletes they got. You know, Riley Robel's having a really great postseason run, I think, in opening people's eyes. I was talking to Ross Tucker. I was talking to Ross Tucker, and he was even talking about, you know, you know Riley being a college-level player. And yeah. He definitely is. He definitely is. He's a guy who added 40, 50 pounds. He's been making a difference for McDevitt up front on defense. Ryan Russo's having a heck of a run through the playoffs. The running back duo, Marquise Williams and Sir Bowers. You know, you mentioned Stone. Look, Stone's playing as good as any freshman could probably play right now, right, down the stretch. I agree. I agree. Easterly, Camille Foster, Mario Easterly, Camille Foster. They got the weapons. I think it all comes out to this. Aliquippa is going to come out and punch McDevitt in the mouth. Now, what is that going to be? You know, is that going to be a big play or is that going to be a open and driver? Is that just going to be the tone, you know, the open and tone? Of, they're going to be very physical, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. 
maybe more physical. You know, Shanahan, I saw, had some big guys like Dylan Jones and stuff, guys who could be physical. And, and they were physical, too. And, and then the opening of that game, and I think it was really a good preparation for this game for McDevitt. Mm-hmm. I thought in the first couple series that Shanahan offensive line looked really good. Right. And then McDevitt sort of settled in. Aliquip is going to come out. They're not going to back down, right. you know, and they're going to smack them. Whether that's just hitting them hard, you know, in the first series or whatever, or putting together a big drive or something like that, wouldn't shock me to see them try to set a physical tone. How McDevitt responds could be what this game's all about. And if they respond right, Nebby, they got the athletes, they should they should win this time. I agree. You know, um, I, I've watched a couple of McDevitt games this season. I've seen them get punched in the mouth first on a couple opening drives to start their games. One great example was that Lower Dolphin game. I mean, they blew them out 66 to 7. And this isn't to compare Lower Dolphin to an Alakupa team that's playing for a state title. But I feel like McDevitt responds to adversity very well when they're tested and they're challenged. They had that, you know, upset, big, tough upset loss to LaSalle College that first game of the season. But to watch them grow the way they did and carry on and just continue to impede teams they come across as the season progressed, I definitely have a great feeling about this game coming up. You know, I feel like Coach Wet is letting his guys know this isn't a team that we can take lightly and toy with, but we got to bring our A game. And I just, that's what I expect them to do. You know, McDevitt has a couple guys, you know, with lightning, you know, they can strike uh, electric guys, guys who can take it to the house. Yeah. So, you know, that could happen too. Look, McDevitt could be the team that does the punching in the mouth initially. Right. They could hit the big play. Yeah. All I'm saying is there's going to be a point here, I feel like, early in the game where uh, Aliquippa is going to try to take those big linemen mm-hmm. and sort of see what McDevitt's about. Mm-hmm. And if McDevitt can be about it and match it, Mm-hmm. or at least rise up after it, right. then I think they win this game. But if Aliquippa, if they let Aliquippa push them around a little bit, then they could start getting in some trouble. But I think it's McDevitt's game to lose here. Yeah, definitely. And make sure you all, if you're listening to the pod, this podcast, stay tuned. We got Eric Uppler and Dan Sosta covering that game coming up this week. So on to better things. Uh, who we got up next, Brian? Let's talk. 5A, 5A. Yeah. Emotep. Emotep. Emotep has been the team we talked about all season long as having like 30 guys in their roster that could potentially be Division One athletes. We talk about them very often. We talk about the Keon Wileys and uh, Eni Whites out of Philadelphia. I mean, Emotep has just been a juggernaut all season long, right? They're coming off of a very great win. Uh, Emotep is taking on Penn Trafford this week in the state title game. How do you foresee this game going? So they got a tough task. Penn Trafford is a team that has Kate Yakamali at, at running back. He's right. a Wisconsin commit. He's explosive. I mean, he can he can take it to the house. He's versatile. He can catch it. He can run it. He's had good vision. And they got some guys. But, you know, Kate Yakamali stopping him has to be first and foremost on the MOTEP, you know, sort of plate there. They got to get that done. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they got the guys to do it, you know, um, up front, you know, from the Jasir Whittington's at defensive tackles and the Eni Whites and – and, and Keon Wiley's on the edge. They got guys in the back end. Ramir Stewart, who's one of the top players in the class of 2023 in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameer Reyes is an Army commit. Uh-huh. Kenny Wosley Jr. is at corner, you know. You know, they got guys. And so they got the type of people who can stop what Penn Trafford does. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a physical game. And I think it's going to, you know, I'm going to be really interested to see, you know, what Penn Trafford can do maybe outside of even uh, – Kate Giacomelli against uh, Emoto. 
Yeah, I mean, defensively, like you mentioned, right, Emotep is just that team that's up there. You know, they, they, they're they coming off a shutout win, 36 nothing against Strathaven last week. So I think defensively, their dark side is going to bring it right. Their secondary is is never really lacking in that sense. Um, you know, Penn, Penn Trafford is going to bring it as well. So I, I really feel like this is going to be a toss-up, one of those exciting games to watch. And I feel like we really have a lot of teams playing this year that are definitely in, not any sleepers. Let's move on to the last and final. We got six A here. We got St. Joe's Prep and Mount Lebanon. Yep, closing it out on Saturday night. Mount Lebanon just absolutely thumped State College to get here. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Eli Heidenreich had another big game at receiver. You know, Alex Texa at, at running back, Joey Daniels at quarterback. Uh, they're putting up some points. Yeah. St. Joe's Prep may be the team that's been to seven in a row, not Southern Columbia. Both of them may have been to seven in a row. I don't know. I think St. Joe's Prep's been to seven in a row now. I mean, they've been the premier program in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. since I've been here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're back. Some new faces, Samaj Jones, guys like that. Uh, Blaine Bunch at running back is a pretty good player. David Washington out at wide receiver is a big-time kind of prospect. And the secondary, Keenan Nelson is the South Carolina Gamecock commit. Josiah Trotter, that's the son of Jeremiah Trotter, you know, the Eagles – former Eagles linebacker, and then you got Emilio Agard at a corner. Mm. Talented, talented bunch. St. Joe's Preps always has guys. Mount Lebanon is a tough team, though. Very tough. Um, I think this is a really good game. I think this is a a very interesting game. One thing I can honestly say about the St. Joe's Prep team, watching them, you know, all season long on Huddle and their film, they're a very disciplined team. You know, they execute the game plan. And I feel like in this game against Mount Lebanon, the team that makes the least amount of errors – is going to win this game, you know. Um, definitely just sticking to the scout report, executing the game plan, and it's just going to come down to who wants it more because both teams can put the ball in the back of the end zone as we've seen all season long. So I'm definitely excited to see how this game unravels. It's a great 6-8 matchup in my opinion, and I feel like it can be anyone's game, but obviously I have the same Joe's prep coming out on top. So running back through real quick, Nebby, we did our picks this week. Uh-huh. And I took uh, Red Bank Valley over Guilfoyle in that 1A game, 24-21. Uh-huh. How'd you have it? See, I went with the underdog in this one. I, I feel like Bishop Guilfoyle is going to come up on top. I got them 35-20. I got them by, by a touchdown. I mean, I don't know if they're the underdog. You know, they've been here before. I, I think, you know, so, you know, that could be a good pick. 2A game, Southern Columbia, Sarah Catholic. I took Southern 31-27. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, too. I don't have it as a high-scoring game, but I definitely have Sarah Catholic at 28-13. I'm counting on Gavin scoring his four touchdowns like he always does that kid in, is, in the state title game. So That kid is electric. Yeah, 3A, Wild Missing, Central Valley. I took Wild Missing 28-24. I took Wild Missing 17-10. I, I, I could see it, you know, close, low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. 4A, McDevitt, Aliquippa. I took McDevitt 28-21. I got this one close too, Brian. I got McDevitt 21-17. 5A, Emotep and Penn Trafford. I took Emotep 28-27. Close game, I think. I got a high-scoring game, but close. I took Emotep 40-31. And 6A, St. Joe's Prep, Mount Lebanon. I took Mount Lebanon in an upset 28-21. Okay. I got St. Joe's Prep coming out on top 33-30. I got this being a high-scoring game, but I got St. Joe's winning by a field goal. I don't know. That's just my feeling. There you go, folks. Well, like you said, Brian, we got some great football coming up. 
last week of the PA High School Football Report podcast in terms of football. But stay tuned. We got basketball season coming up as well. And you know where to find us at, man. Thanks for tuning in all season long. And we hope to bring you some updates after these games. Well, Brian, that wraps up 15 weeks of our podcast here where we talked about football season week in and week out. We had some great guests come on and join us here on our PA High School Football Report podcast. But we have some great slates and matchups coming up this Friday and Saturday. Talk to me about what this football season has been like, you know, some of your favorite games to watch that we we covered. You know, some guys who you thought were going to be here and got upset. You know, I feel like this football season was definitely had a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Yeah, you know, it's been it has been a fun season. It's you know, I tweeted it a, a couple of weeks back. It's been a really wild season, and that there were some teams we thought would be here. You know, I thought Bell Vernon might be here in four A. Right. They're not. Mm-hmm. I thought Nick Singleton and Governor Mifflin might be here in five A. They're not. Right. So it's been surprising in a lot of ways. I didn't have State College knocking off Harrisburg. I didn't either. And I don't know if a lot of people had Mount Lebanon being here in six A. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really interesting season. It's been a lot of fun. But it's not over. We got state title games. And guess what, Nebby? Uh-huh. Told you football season's year round. Right. You know, next week we got signing day coming up. And then it would start talking about Big 33 and maybe some all star games and stuff like that. In February, we got another signing day. So there's still, you know, still a lot we played out. And it, to me, it's one of the more fun times we're getting ready to go into. Not only are we going to see who, you know, the state champs are, but we're also going to see where some of these guys get to go and, and realize their dreams as far as you know, maybe getting to go and play in college and stuff like that. So it's it's a fun time, my man. Yeah, it's been very exciting to watch and definitely very exciting to cover and, you know, learn a lot about these guys' stories. And the fact, like you said, for those listening, we're here in Harrisburg. The fact we still have a local team and Bishop McDevitt in here getting ready to play for a state title game is very exciting as well. So shout out to them. Shout out to all the teams participating. And like you said, football is year-round, so we definitely have a lot more content coming for you. And you know where to check us out at, penlive.com, and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. Brian? That's it, folks. We'll see you We'll we'll see you next week. We'll talk about who won it. Uh-huh. We'll talk about where some guys are going to the college, right? We're getting ready for signing day. Definitely. 